ball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. The Nosebleeds Podcast, WFUV Sports, Sam Davis, Ryan Gregware, Dylan Balsamo. We're here. We're very excited to be with you. Subway Series Baseball was this weekend. We have a ton to break down about it. We're going to kind of go game by game, although Friday was somewhat of a, a lax, you know. I, obviously, he's going to wave it off, being the Yankees <laughs> thing. Uh, but the Mets win it in a blowout fashion, 8-2. to two. Uh, They did everything right in that one. Uh, Montgomery did not simply did not have it in that game. Uh, and the Mets offense really exploded. Francisco Lindor hit a home run, which is something that was a theme of this weekend. Yep. Uh, we're going to get into all of it, but I want to start. Greg Ware, Yankees fan, not the best series for them, so I assume you're not too happy coming into this one. No, nah, you know what? I got to do my job. My job is perform on this podcast to the best of my ability. That's what I'm going to do, but terrible week for the Yankees overall. I also got swept by the Blue Jays at home. Four games out of the playoffs, obviously. We'll get into all that, but as you know, Sam, you know too, Dylan, my mood goes, does go with the Yankees, and it's yes. been a roller coaster this season. Up here is a roller coaster in my head because of that, but right now I'm going to do my job and we're going to do this podcast. Glad to hear that. The, your mood shouldn't be infected that much by the Yankees, but that's a whole other story. Right. I mean, we're all crammed into this couch yeah. here because we're trying to get that one Zoom picture here, yeah. so hopefully it turns out all right for those that can see us. Dylan, you were there uh, on 9-11 uh, for that ceremony, an amazing event. We're going to get into that. Uh, but how was your weekend? How you doing? Well, uh, Gregory, to your point, it's a roller coaster up in my head, and then baseball season starts. So, you know, that's not helpful. But, you know, um, this really was a, an incredible weekend for baseball. As you guys both know, the Subway Series has long been my favorite uh, sporting event that exists. Uh, so it, it's always a wonderful thing to see. But something I'm sure we're going to get into when we talk about Sunday is that the rivalry is back. And mm. that's what makes this so good. That's a great preview there. You just did my job for me. So oh, of course. Uh, I want to I want to offer up some brief points on Friday here. I was there for that game. Uh, Dylan covered Saturday, and then I was back on Sunday, uh, which was really an awesome experience covering that series, and I know I speak for Dylan as well with that. We'll get into, you know, the 9-11 game and how important that was and necessary that was for New York as a whole and not just baseball. But Friday night, uh, the Mets were able to handle the Yankees pretty easily, uh, and Montgomery, like I mentioned, just didn't really have it. Lindor with a big home run. Overall, just... Uh, a sign of the Mets, I think, starting to figure things out offensively. Javi Baez has been great, especially since coming off the aisle. But even overall with the Mets, he's been pretty pretty solid, uh, kind of proving those doubters wrong, at least it seems like. Uh, and this led right into Saturday, which was another offensive explosion, this time for both sides. And on Friday, I talked about – Gregory, I want to get your opinion on this, actually. With the Yankees, they looked very deflated. They looked dead. Um, on Friday night. Uh, sure, things certainly picked up for them on Saturday, but Friday, uh, the team with the errors, costly mistakes, that happened all weekend as well. Yeah, that's uh, not just a Friday thing. No, not at all just a Friday thing. And overall, I just think uh, the Mets just simply outplayed them in every facet of that game on Friday. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees didn't really show up. Coming off a sweep, you really needed to play better than the Yankees in this whole series. And it, they just didn't look alive. Like, you can tell – in baseball, the energy with teams, and it's the lazy errors, it's the mistakes on the base, it's all that kind of stuff that when it adds up, it's just not your day. And Friday was not their day at all. 
You know, I give them credit for bouncing back, as they have so many times this season on Saturday. But you do have to perform better. Jordan Montgomery needs to pitch better. You need more from him lengthwise, stuff-wise, everything like that. It kind of just unraveled there. And so, yeah, it's a really ugly game for the Yankees. You will try to forget about but You know, you already forget about it because it's not even a top-two story of the weekend. Right? Yes, for sure. And just for that, we're going to get into Saturday, of course, before the game. And, Dylan, I want to just get – just give you the floor here because you were there. It was obviously what we saw on TV or those of us that were also I lucky a, yeah. to be in person. Uh, so two guys that were both at this Saturday game. So I want to get both of your opinions. Still, I'm starting with you here. What was the ceremony like before the game and, and seeing everything uh, celebrating uh, the victims and, and everyone involved with 9 Well, just uh, the, the ceremony itself was just completely overwhelming. And I'm sure Ryan will tell you the same thing, but it was just incredibly powerful just to watch um, a, a city remember after 20 years, which is unbelievable to think about, uh, just just how much effort was put into this and how how great of a job Major League Baseball did for allowing this to happen for the New York Mets for putting this together, the New York Yankees for allowing this to happen as well. Um, and it really was just a full day of festivities. You know, we in the media, um, uh, hours before the game, talked to Pete Alonzo. Um, he had visited the 9-11 Memorial earlier that day, had made a, a, a new friend in, in, uh, in remembrance. Um, we talked to Mike Piazza. He had talked about the impact that that home run in 2001 had on his career and, and his life, really. Mm-hmm. A lot of members of the 01 Mets were available to the media uh, right after that, out on the field. It was really just, it was a full day experience. I was a little emotionally overwhelmed by like 4.30. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, the ceremony itself, which of course got the most coverage, you know, we saw Joe Torre and Bobby Valentine. And, yep. And, and just all, all this stuff going on was just, it was so, it was so, it was so powerful to watch. That's a, that's where I, I don't think people are using it up about this. It was just immensely powerful. Yeah, for sure. And Ryan, you were also there. What was it like kind of being in the stands, being amongst the fans, uh, just strictly pregame before the game for those series? Yeah, it would have been nice to cover the game, uh, but the Mets had other plans. <laughs> yeah, right. he had to throw uh, him under the bus there. Well, I mean, okay, well, we, 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 should, we should clarify this, okay? I wasn't going to bring it up. But I, I was. Here we are. Okay, so, so we should clarify this. So the full story, uh, when the Mets and Yankees played in the Bronx earlier this year um, on the Sunday doubleheader game, I was supposed to be covering that game for the Mets, and the Yankees denied me coverage. So here we are months later. Yankees are playing the Mets. We think there's going to be enough room in the ballpark and in the media yes. uh, area. Because the press box has about three levels. There's a lot of room. So you'd think there'd be enough for, for two reporters and not just one. I mean, if we can fit on this couch, we can fit in. Yes. And, and all, so all three of our playing Yankee reporters for the weekend were denied. And I'm not saying it gave me satisfaction. But it, it, it made me giggle a little. Dylan, so that's anyway, terrible. Yeah, that, you're a terrible I'm person. sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, it's <laughs> much more important matters. Yeah, no, anyway, that, that, that's important. I'm yeah. glad you did mention I that. I needed to throw it out. And on us. Sunday, uh, you know, our Alex Wolves was supposed to cover our other Yankees reporter with me. And there were three seats available right next to me. No one sat in them the yeah. whole night. Uh, so there was plenty of seats. Even on Friday, which was uh, a little bit more crowded, I would say, there were spots available. Greg Ware was supposed to be with me for that one. Yeah. So disappointing but all right back to yeah. back to the point here. yeah the point. so um you know i've had plans to go to this game for months now something really important when the schedule came out it was by far the number one thing uh i lived in new york my whole life used to live in the city don't anymore not that it matters too much but i felt a real sense of pride new york pride i was really proud to be a new yorker in the stands and even before the game you know i got there earliest i've ever been two and a half hours maybe once the gates open and it was worth the price of admission even before the game like 
I really felt after the ceremony, everything that every cent that I spent on that nosebleeds ticket was absolutely worth it. Just, you know, Dylan said powerful sense of pride, everything. They did everything right. They did a really good job of including so many different people, so many different stories, honoring all the victims, obviously. And I just felt really proud to be a New Yorker on Saturday night. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, you know, as somebody just watching the ceremony, I, you know, I was overwhelmed as well, uh, Dylan. I think that's a good way to put it. Just really powerful uh, to see just an incredible job by City Field and, and by the Mets uh, putting that on and really uniting. Uh, and I thought it was a really cool touch when the players were able to, to kind of meet up and combine sides because, you know, games like that, days like that, obviously – Baseball is almost an afterthought. It's right. a side thought to something incredibly more important. Um, and, you know, we saw it 20 years ago with Mike Piazza. And that was, you know, for an incredible career that he had, I think he will say, and I think he did say, that is, that is the moment for him. There, there is no bigger moment than that. So that was just incredible. Uh, I'm glad that you guys were both there. You got to meet your, you know, your, well, at least see your, your, uh, your, your idol in <laughs> your Alex idol. Rodriguez, which, <laughs> Saying that Idol and Alex Rodriguez in the Great same guy. sentence is just pitiful. Yes. But anyway, but I don't, I don't, want, I don't want you to go off about that. But anyway, that, that was a very cool moment for both of you. Happy you guys got to do that. In terms of the game itself, it was also an incredible game. And that's the thing. With these moments, like, and, you know, you can, you can drop the ceremony and you can drop everything around it. That was incredible. And like you said, worth the price of admission. But you can't drop the game. You have no idea what's going to happen in the game. It was also an incredible game. Of course, the Yankees coming up on top. The Mets kind of blowing that late lead there, having plenty of chances to win that one. Dylan, what are your thoughts on the game itself, and what did you take away from that one? Well, you know, it's interesting because it was before the next day and Sunday, it was the most, one of the most exciting games either team had played all yes. year, really, just yeah. uh, from, from top to bottom. So much going on, so many storylines. Unfortunately, what became increasingly clear as the game went on is that the reason that this game was so exciting is – also, the reason why both of these teams are currently looking outside of the playoff mm. right now. <laughs> it, it, both teams are, are at a, a real crossroads for separate reasons. You know, we've talked a lot on this podcast over the last calendar year about how this was supposed to be the year for the Yankees, and it just has not panned out like that to this point. You know, it's not over yet, but it's not looking very good. You know, for the Mets, you know, we talked about this was never supposed to be the year. That being said, though, they had a shot at this division, and they kind of blew it. So, you know, that unfortunately is what the takeaway was. But, you know, as the game itself, it, uh, it lived up to the pregame ceremonies beforehand. It was incredibly exciting. You know, a lot of people were drawing parallels online after James McCann gave the Mets the lead in what I believe was the fourth inning to uh, how, how crazy it was that a Mets catcher hits a home run yeah. and the Mets the lead. Mm-hmm. And Pete Alonso almost had a moment like that in the bottom of the yeah. eighth. Uh, my goodness. I think, I think the whole ballpark thought that. Yeah. The story was right. Well, he, cer- he certainly thought he did. Oh, absolutely. I remember I was watching on TV, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, he's going to hit a home run. It's crazy. It and, like- and he just he just got the perfect pitch for it. Yeah, was- middle fastball. And he just yeah. missed it. And, you know, as, as, as Pete had talked about before the game, as Luis Rojas had talked about before the game, Baseball was an afterthought, like we had talked about um, in, in this game. It was a, it was a secondary priority. So um, that being said, though, an incredible game to uh, put a real exclamation point on one hell of a night in New York. And that's what should, what should be mentioned as well is, yeah, you know, the ceremony in baseball was, was uh, secondary. But at the same time, that's the beauty of the sport. Yeah. It's the absolute beauty of it. You know, that's why we're here reporting on it. That's why we care so much. 
because of the powerful meaning it can have, you know? So that's what I thought was really incredible. And sports find a way to unite people through tragedy and through everything. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, so, so that's incredible. And the game certainly lived up to the hype. Greg, where you were there, uh, what was, I want to ask you this, what was going through your mind when Pete Alonso hit that long fly ball <laughs> to center field? I'm sure you were very worried. I had game. a, I had the ups and downs in this game were crazy. I think I went with about 11 people, nine Yankee fans, two Mets fans. So okay. we, but I, I was sitting, I was sitting one next to the Mets fans and the emotions at different points in the game, I was getting, you know, I was feeling it. I was dancing up and I was getting hype. And then they were because the Yankees blew a five, nothing lead in this one. Mets go oh up seven, goodness. five. Get an insurance run. It looks like eight straight losses for the Yankees. They can't do anything right. Then Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge always just shows up in the big moments. He really he, does. he literally always shows up in the big moments. It's not like people will try to discredit him, whatever. You can't. He always shows up in the big moments. All the primetime games this year, Field of Dreams game, two home runs. 9-11 game, two homes. It's nothing different for him. Ties the game with two and over at seven. And at that point, you felt really good when you're the Yankees. Momentum certainly real in this game and the Yankees were able to grab it on that home run then the way the Yankees take the lead you mentioned a theme of this weekend sloppy sloppy defense certainly will come to play Sunday huge here um double play ball mishandled and then you have another chance to double up Luke Voigt it's thrown I believe Javi Baez threw it away yeah. to give the Yankees an 8-7 terrible, lead terrible play yeah absolutely horrendous play I've never um he was it was about two steps from first base when he decided to throw that ball he's off balance it, it looked lazy that was a, it was a terrible good slide by I believe Glaber Torres break it up a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, I credit most of that with, with that slide. Really? I think that made it really tough for Baez. Uh, now, should he have made that throw? No, no. probably not. Um, but that in your pocket, you know, right there. Yeah, I think I put it in your pocket. Yeah, and so and then you have Albert Abreu coming in where this is a typical Jonathan Elias spot, and the game after you can tell they clearly missed him because he's pitching that eighth inning, not Jack Green, mm-hmm. and he's pitching the eighth inning on Saturday instead of Albert Abreu. You know, back-to-back two-out walks always are disastrous. And Pete Alonso, you know, the perfect story. The script was there. This is what I was saying to all my friends. Moment. I was like, this is the script that would be perfect for baseball, that they would want, you know, bottom of the eighth inning, the face of the lineup, everything. So many parallels. He's been so vocal about his support for everything. It really would have been like, and I'm obviously a Yankee fan. It was the last thing I wanted. It would have been a perfect baseball moment. He gets the fastball middle-middle. He hits it hard. He hits it deep, but just not deep enough in this ballpark. Brett Garner able to track it down. From that on, you know, you exhale a little bit. Huge spot there. Will this chat, though, coming in for the ninth. Never easy, obviously. Yeah. You don't exhale for long. No. no. It was a temporary. Yeah. You knew that it was going to come down to some wonky play. Yes. In the ninth, Aaron Judge with a fantastic catch to lead off the inning. Diving catch. Probably saved the run because next batter at a double. Yeah. He gets a third with two outs. And, you know, it comes down to James McCann, I believe. He pops up in the game. He steal it. 8-7 when it looked like going up 5 nothing. obviously looked great. They had three homers, I think, in the second inning. Um, but, you know, they let it go. They were able to fight back. Weird back-and-forth game. But the Yankees finally got off that, you know, that snide. Seven straight losses. They finally got the win they needed to. Blue Jays swept the Orioles in a doubleheader. Red Sox also won, so they needed to stay pace. They didn't Sunday, but they did Saturday in a game where, I mean, like we talked about the game being second, but they really needed to win that game, yeah. and so they did. Well, very quickly, Ryan, you, you mentioned the Blue Jays. You know, the Blue Jays really uh, had a, a, Fantastic. De- a day in the park yeah. the other day. And not to mention – 22 uh, to 7. It was incredible. Yeah, not to mention the, the Brewers also threw a, a record-breaking no-hitter, mm-hmm. uh, made this the, another year of the pitcher. But the ceremony and the game in New York were so powerful and so Those complete were, yesterday yes. 
that I forgot there was other baseball yeah. happening. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I, I got the notification about the Brewers, and I went, oh, other baseball today. It's yeah. Saturday. Max Scherzer on Sunday. This would yeah. normally be a hot topic. Immaculate inning, 3,000 strikeout, perfect game into the eighth. Incredible. We're, that's all we'll talk about it yeah. because of how important this series was. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, Ryan, while you were going through your, uh, you know, a little synopsis there, there were a lot of moments that the Mets could have won that game on Saturday. Sure. Lots of moments, um, which I almost forgot about how many there were, really. Uh, like, even that Aaron Judge catch, that's a huge play that really saved that game. So, uh, that was certainly a big win for the Yankees, especially in the context of Sunday which, you know, Saturday, incredible day. Moving on to Sunday, you didn't think you could top it. I mean, the game itself, that was an incredible game. Uh, I, I, was, I was originally, if I'm going to be totally honest, not really looking forward to being there. It's an 8 p.m. start, Sunday oh, night baseball. Yeah. Um, and the first inning took an hour, and I have, you know, classes and work to do. I'm a student. Uh, and and I'm, I, I, I think I'm a studious one at that. So <laughs> I, have, I have some stuff to do the following day. So I'm a little, ang I'm a little frustrated considering it's, you know, 8 p.m. It's the second inning and it feels like 9.30. It's been an hour and a half. You know. It was. It didn't feel like it, it was yeah, 9.30. Yeah, exactly. So I was a little frustrated. But all that went away um, come the late stages of the game uh, when Francisco Lindor decided to have his signature moment for the New York Mets. No one is going to take that away from him. Just an absolutely incredible performance by him. First, you have Stanton hitting the home run to tie it. I mean, that's really where all the, all the madness started. Stanton hits the home run to tie it. Lindor earlier whistled, you know, like Labor Torres, who I guess he's, he's pretty close friends with. Um, and it seemed like he was directing it more at him. But then he certainly looked at the dugout and, and was demonstrative with that whistle. Part of that might have been adrenaline. I just hit a big-time home run, and I'm going to kind of let everyone know. Uh, I'm not so sure. That's what, at least what he said post-game. He kind of backtracked on it. And then Stan, it's a homer, and rightfully so. He takes his time with it. I mean, it's a big-time home run to tie the game. And things happen. The bench is clear. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay. You know, once I see the bench is clear, I'm thinking this rivalry seems like it's got all the juices flowing in this one. Throughout the night, it was a pretty good crowd. It was a good crowd all weekend. It was, the, it was, I think, like 34,000, so the smallest amount of fans on Sunday. But I feel like they were very loud throughout the night. You had Mets, let's go Mets chants and, and let's go Yankees chants throughout the night, uh, battling back and forth. Um, in that moment when the bench is cleared, everyone all of a sudden is, is uh, interested in what was going on. And then, of course, that sets the scene, sets the table for that Lindor uh, third home run, which I think I've, I've watched a replay of it like probably 10 times Me too. Uh, between last night and this morning and just smiled because it was just an incredible moment in the ballpark. You know, I, I, we knock on ESPN's broadcast a lot and I don't really like it, but that call was very We funny. don't knock on it. Sam knocks on it. It was – okay, yeah, sorry. That, that call was fantastic. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Like yeah. the, the pure emotion in that. He got it, you know. Like, I, I, oh my God, it was like a soccer. Call. I mean, I I, yeah, I, I really did like that. So I, I watched that a lot. I thought that was incredible, um, and just overall, <clears throat> I know I kind of summarized it here, but I want to get your opinions on it too, Dylan. I'll start with you, being a Mets mm -hmm. fan. Sure. Um, watching that one, just an incredible, incredible game. It was, it was, it was really outstanding. And and, and something I, I want to point out is the uh, a lot of people mentioned this on, on Twitter over the last twelve or so hours. The dichotomy. Of, yes. uh, watching, uh, of watching the night before during the opening yes. ceremony where the two teams stood as one team across the two baselines 
and then watching them for all <laughs> the next time. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's incredible. Honest, but yeah. there's, there's so much to love about this. Obviously, um, for, 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 for someone who's been watching Lindor all year, and, and, and you root for him to finally find that stride. He, he seemed like, you know, before his, his injury during the summer, he had kind of hit some kind of good stride and then, yes. and then eventually lost it. But, you know, and I've been saying this uh, all year, um, but just uh, when, you, when you bring a lot of money just to, into someone's life very quickly, like Lindor did earlier this season, um, that's going to have some kind of psychological effect on you. I can't imagine it's Especially not in New York. York. Yeah. Especially in New York. Yeah. So that's a lot. So, you know, it was going to take some time for Lindor. And if there was any night to make that happen, it was last night. Um, but what's also worth mentioning about this is just, you know, the beauty of, of this rivalry and, and how, how great it can be, considering the fact that we finally hit a good point in Major League Baseball scheduling, where I believe at the least these teams are going to play four times a year. At the most, they're going to play six times a year. And about 13 months from now, we could potentially see this again with a lot more stakes on the line. Mm -hmm. This was just, uh, this weekend was just an immaculate one for both of these teams in terms of setting up the foreseeable future for uh, the rest of the matchups. Very true, very true. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Sunday night game in general? I know not as happy as me and Dylan are. Yeah, I'm glad you guys, you guys certainly watched the replay for me because I've watched it zero times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, like, and this may sound butter or whatever, it would have meant a lot more if the Mets were more relevant in the standings and everything. And I know, like, now yeah. we're only three out and everything. But, like, we have went through the point, if they were still in first, you know, it, it, I think it would have meant more, like, in terms of the impact and everything like that. Certainly. And that, and that might sound like a dig or anything. It's really not. Um, but, yeah, bad loss for the Yankees. You know, been there, done that with these losses. Like, it doesn't phase yeah. me as a human being at this point. But for the Yankees' sake, really bad. Uh, Chad Green giving up that third home run. Francisco Lindor, who even before this was a Yankee killer. Like, they've played in the playoffs a few times. He's had some huge hits. Huge grand slam off Chad Green in 2017. I was watching it last night. I was like, I've seen this. I've, like, I've literally seen this exact same story. Matt Vasquez was on that call. Great call on that home run. Had a great call on this home run. Perfect storm. Third home of the game. Certainly his signature Mets moment. And I feel like it's a perfect spot to have it. Versus the Yankees, you know, you're drawing back and forth. And credit to him. He, he did the whistle thing, and he did walk it back post-game. I saw those comments. Yeah. But, like, if, you know, that was maybe once his emotions got in check. But he, he backed up his talk. Yeah. And Stan did, too, certainly, you know, hitting that home run and everything. And you love that as a Yankee fan. It felt like that game was completely over. I lost a lot of interest in that game. I was just kind of waiting it out, getting tired. Yeah, that Stan – Homer was like all this. It was like shocking. It brought the it juice back. Into the yeah, because it, you're right. It was totally like it felt like the game was like obviously, like I mentioned, really slow, kind of just dragging by. And then you hear that sound off the bat, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is bad. You know, like all of a sudden the game was back. And there's no reason for any Yankee fan to ever rip Giancarlo Stanton. The booing, I will, I will never boo Giancarlo Stanton. Um, and wow. I, we've gotten to, we've gotten into the conversation that. I am pro booing players. You're of your but it's just, team, yes. yes, but it's just like what he's done as a Yankee, always done to hit, and he's got hurt and everything. But this year he's been phenomenal. He's got huge hits too, like the clutch factor, all that garbage, throw it out the window. And he shows up and he really cares. You can tell he cares. That was a criticism too. Like you see when he's drawing back at, at Lindor, you're riled up. You are fired up as a Yankee fan. Bench is clear. You know, there's no team I'd rather – go to war with in terms of a brawl than the Yankees with all the big guys yeah, they have yeah, over there. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing we should mention, Aaron Judge, 
one of the other big guys, he left the game with dizziness. Yes. Brutal because he, as we talked about, shows up in the big spots, would have had some big at-bats in this game, would have liked to see him in the middle of the action. It sounds like he's going to be, you know, okay in the long term, everything like that. I believe he's in the lineup today with an okay, early good. start. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will probably be out after that game, so we'll know more then. But, yeah, uh, Chad Green's given up 13 home runs in the air. That's the second highest in baseball. I think seven have either tied or given the other team a lead. And you can it feels like a lot more than seven when you watch the Yankees. Um, you know, obviously he has great stuff, and the numbers are still fine because he's usually good. But it's just something about him in the big moments. And Saturday, too, gave up a two-run home run at James McCann to give the Mets their first lead that game. Lindor's third home run, all the electricity, everything like that. You know, great moment for baseball. And, like, it sucks having to say that. I remember saying this after the Field of Dreams game. Great moment for baseball. I've said it a few other times this year. Jose Altuve's home run, everything like that. But it hurts more that it knocked the Yankees out of the playoffs. I think, like, I would – if this was a week ago when they lost this game, I'd be able to swallow it, like, a lot more than I am now. But with the, how hot the Blue Jays were, they have now leapfrogged the Yankees. The Yankees sit one game behind right now. And you really didn't think that this would happen. After coming off those 13 straight wins, you thought that they'd kind of just cruise to the wild card, maybe battle with the Red Sox yeah. a little bit for the first and second. But that's not how baseball works. And now they're going to have to fight – their way back into it. They've went through all the adversity they, you know, you can go through. So I have confidence. Maybe we'll go into it in a little bit, the schedule, everything like that. It's very favorable coming up, but yeah, great night for baseball. Um, obviously it was the football, you know, first week of the season, but baseball got their shine uh, Sunday night in the NFL. Sunday night game was long over by the end of this game. So I think most of the eyeballs were watching this Mets Yankee game, yeah, which, is a great thing, where, yeah. <laughs> which is a great thing for the sport overall. And so you can't complain too much when, that's the case. But obviously, as a Yankee fan, I'd love to see them win that game. And they just did not do so. Bad bullpen, you know, lazy defense, errors by Glaber Torres that led to, I think, Lindor's first or second home run yeah. with two outs. So those are two unearned runs off the board, as we saw all weekend. Really bad defense here, Rochelle, an error as well. So more sloppy play for the Yankees. And when you make errors, guys, it turns out it can hurt you. Yeah. It turns out that it can hurt you. And that's flash. That's exactly what happened on Sunday. If I could just say one thing real quick. I didn't get to be on the Thumbs Down episode with you guys, which I was uh, I was disappointed about. Yeah. But I didn't get to, to just, you know, just officially yes. say where I stand. Yes. I'm personally not for booing players on your own team. I am all for booing players that are good on other teams. I think that's very funny. Uh, I just wanted to make that. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that, but we've gotten into that before <laughs> in the past. But I want to – before we get going here, just quickly – um, Ryan, you kind of previewed a little bit about the Yankees and their playoff hopes now. Uh, at times, and I, I was with you, I thought, there's no way this team isn't making the playoffs. The way they were playing, it was hard to think there was, a, there was a scenario where they would lose this many games and all of a sudden, and the Blue Jays would play so well, and we'd find ourselves where we are right now. But I want to start with the Mets. They're three games out of the wild card, further back in the division now, which is kind of a weird Wild. change of events. Yeah. Just, let me just kind of believe it. Before you go, like, that's insane. Yeah. Because all year it's been how awful the NL East is. And yeah. you have no shot at anything. You weren't even looking at the wild card. Now they're 500. And they're, they're, they're in striking distance for the wild card. Dylan, do they have a shot at it, you think? Well, you, you know, it, it, it all, all takes is one good series to put yourself in striking distance. Yeah. Whether or not you can make the other leap from there, that's a whole other question. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, got, they have a couple games against Miami coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, these three games against the Cardinals that are about to play are, are going to be pivotal, I think. Because after that, you got to go to Milwaukee. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be really difficult. And you got the Braves to end the season. Yeah. And that's going to be difficult. So if, if you're the Mets and you also got the Phillies this weekend, yes. this is going to be, this is going to be difficult. Yeah. Is it out of the question? Not really. Uh, is it going to be difficult? <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, for sure. Well, uh, what it comes down to is just winning those games that you have to win, which is unfortunately something that the Mets have not been very good at doing this year. Mm. Um, but this series with the Cardinals is going to be important. They got, I think, like at least six games left with Miami. Yeah. Those are going to be huge uh, because those games against Milwaukee and Atlanta Tough. Are, are cross them out now, I would say. Here's the thing. With everything that's going on with the New York Mets, the collapse, you know, we, we, we've talked about it. Their fall from grace, the chance to bury the Braves right before the deadline. If we look back, we can. That's a conversation for another time. It's oh, met so many we've had it a lot, and we've had it a lot. Everything that's happened, it's kind of a miracle that they're that they're three games out of the wild card, and there's yeah. we can still talk about them actually potentially making the playoffs. It's insane. It's it's absolutely a miracle. We'll see. They have to be consistent. That that it's something that the Yankees have struggled with at times as well. The Mets certainly have struggled with. They have to take the momentum from this series and carry it into a Cardinals team into that series, and the Cardinals are a decent team, also still fighting for a playoff spot. You have the Brewers, obviously, Braves, all that. So certainly a lot ahead, challenges ahead for the Mets, but the fact that they're still even in it, I think, is a miracle. And briefly with the Yankees here. Uh, Wait, can we mention we... one more thing with the Mets? Yeah, go for it. Just the, the one thing I think we have to mention, too, it's not just three games out. It's that you also have to pass the Padres, the Reds, the Cardinals, and the Phillies. That's very So true. four teams ahead, you know, that you have to leapfrog. That is what I think is even tougher yeah, than the yeah. three games. Because even if you sweep the Cardinals, you preview that series, all right, well, what did the Reds do that week? Did the Padres take care of the Dimebacks? Like, you know, there's a lot of different things that would need to go the right way. I don't think – they can just play well to get this wild card. They will need some of these other teams to kind of free fall a little bit. That's very true. Very yeah. true. That's a good point. Uh, in terms of the Yankees now, they are what? A game out yes. of the wild card. And the Blue Jays have been incredibly hot. The Red Sox are clinging. They're hanging on to that wild card spot. I mean, it's all also, if the Yankees won on Sunday night, it would be a three-way tie from one spot. Yeah. So, so, like, so the Red Sox are not. Like, so, so Ryan, yeah. answer the golden question for me, the question that everyone wants to know. Who takes those wild card spots? Yeah, so the thing is, we've said Yankees, Red Sox, and the one thing with the Blue Jays that you were looking ahead, and maybe we go back two or three weeks now, was nine games against the Orioles – and like six against seven against the Yankees. So they kind of controlled their own destiny, even when they were like six and a half out and the Yankees were winning every single day. And it was something, you know, we said, keep an eye on, but Yankees are actually get it. Blue Jays did everything they needed to do. They swept the Yankees four games at home. It's the first time in forever. Like it was 19 significantly into the 1900s. Last time that happened. Mm. Um, And then they've taken care of the Orioles, putting up football scores, scoring 11 runs, having, getting shot, getting no hit, I think through six innings. And then they won 11, 10, just weird stuff. And, you know, you can't really like, there's no reason for the Yankees to complain because they have the Orioles at home. They lost two or three. So, you know, the Blue Jays are taking care of business. They are dangerous. They're not a team I'd want to see. I just don't think they have the experience. And you look at the next 10 games for the Yankees, one against the twins at home. Obviously you have to win that. You won the twins. Um, you don't feel as good as you did when this game was supposed to happen before. Yeah. I think it was a rain out or flood or something with the weather. But then you have, and I don't know the order, my apologies. I believe you go to Baltimore and then the Rangers come here and then the Indians come here. Those are very, winnable very games. winnable games, yeah. those next 10 games. I think it will be the season. Like it's going to look at those 10 games, seven and three, eight and two at the minimum is what you have to do here to keep pace. And this team does have the talent. And because they've handled all this adversity, you know, all the COVID being down, being 41 and 41, crawling back out, 
I know they faltered and squandered that. I still believe they will be a Walker team. So someone made the joke. I think you were – I was like – before we start, I was like, let me check the standings. Yeah, uh, you that's like, what I'm doing right now, actually. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I wanted to see. I wanted to see some stuff. Like, oh, they're yeah. 10 out in the East. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're not looking at the East. Yeah, that yeah. is long gone. Out of question. But um, I do think there will be a Walker team. And I will go with the Red Sox as that other wildcard team. I think they are, you know, more experienced. I think that does play. The Blue Jays, only real year they made the playoffs, COVID year, no fans, everything like that. I just think they are one year away. That bullpen will lose some games down the stretch. So Yankees and Red Sox, I think, will be the wild cards. But someone's going to have to beat the Blue Jays here, and it was not the Yankees this week, and it was not the Orioles either. So they are certainly scary. If they got to the wild card, I would not feel good at all about picking yeah. the Yankees to win that game. Yeah. But that is a long, long ways away because you have three weeks now, one game out, it's go time. You have to win these games. If I could say one thing quickly about the American League East, uh, what, what's incredibly difficult about this, especially if you want to look forward to next season or the season after that, is when you got four teams that – all kind of look like they can keep competing in this division for the yeah. foreseeable future. Yeah. You know, the Rays just – the Rays know how to readjust better than any franchise I've ever seen in sports. They're so good at it. The Yankees are the Yankees. The Red Sox are the Red Sox. The Blue Jays have a lot, a lot of talent. Um, so, you know, it looks like two of these teams are going to take the wild card game. The other team is going to be in fourth place in their division. Yeah, yeah. That's, in, that's, inc- that's incredible. Yeah. But that's something you have to look forward to. Because well, I mean, as, that's as, fan. yeah, well, no, as fans you look forward to it as as entertaining for sure. But as an organization, you need to look forward to like we need to go really hard for this because we're either going to get one game for our lives or we're going to be in fourth place. <laughs> as a as a Red Sox fan, I do actually look forward to. It. Of course, you, you have to beat the best. You have to beat the best to be the best. That's what yeah. they say. So this AL East, I mean, the Red Sox have Seattle, who are still kind of fighting for a spot. And they're only and, two out, I think. And then they have, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then they have, we didn't even talk about that. That's a whole other story. And we have Baltimore. Uh, they have Baltimore over the weekend. So chances for them at Red Sox as well. It's going to be incredible to watch down the stretch. We're going to be watching it with everyone else. I think that's going to do it, though, for this episode of Nosebleeds. Subway Series Baseball is complete in 2021. It was a pleasure watching and covering it. Uh, as for this edition of Nosebleeds, WFB's baseball podcast, Sam Davis, Ryan Gregory, Dylan Balsamo, have a, have a great week and enjoy some baseball once again.